Hello and welcome to New Mexicast. I'm Rosalinda Roman and this is our audio podcast for what I like to call New Mexicastaways. Uh, basically, New Mexicast is a TV show and you can find all of the archives and stories of feature stories about enchanting people we have met along the way on New Mexicast TV on YouTube. Or you can get my live streaming TV show stuff on uh, facebook.com slash NewMexicast and also NewMexicast on Periscope. However, this is the audio edition, which is my uh, personal venting, rambling, brainstorming spot. Um, and I just like to talk and share some of the process as my family went from our home in New Mexico to living on a 45-foot sailing catamaran. Uh, the boat is called the Dawn Treader. If any of you have read the Chronicles of Narnia, you know that is the boat that Prince Caspian and Reepicheep and others on, um, on board, Lucy, uh, sailed to the end of the world of Narnia. And so, and did so successfully, I might add. We chose the name because we certainly didn't want any name that was associated with uh, negative connotation. I'm very superstitious when it comes to uh, a lot of things, which is kind of funny if you know me. But um, in particular, when it comes to the sea, I do not take any chances. And therefore, we choose not to anger the, the sea gods, <laughs> if you will. Uh, and I use that tongue-in-cheek. But... Um, Basically, we decided we needed a name that had a positive feeling and worked well with our family because we um, have three kids who live on board with us now, of course, and we have a little uh, 12-week-old German shepherd who is uh, adorable, awesome, and giving us a total run for our money. I am leaving the train station in West Palm Beach, it's the Amtrak station, where I just said goodbye to my girlfriend Rachel and her two lovely daughters, Summer and Jasmine. They came over from Hopetown in the Abacos of the Bahamas, and it's one of our favorite islands anywhere. We went there, um, we met Rachel and her family and many other amazing people when we lived on a sailing catamaran back uh, in 2009, which uh, is now um, 2009-2010, which is now five, six years ago. Um, and so anyway, she was coming with her family, her, her girls, to go to Universal Studios up in Orlando, um, but they had to stop in uh, West Palm Beach because her daughter summer was on a mission trip and this is where they were flying in and out of so they rendezvoused here we got to spend two days together uh, they joined us yesterday for a sail aboard uh, the Don Treader it was Jasmine's birthday and I am sorry to report that Jasmine got seasick not like sick sick but she was just a bit green and uh, uncomfortable which you hate to have happen when it's your home and it's her birthday. <laughs> you want them to have a delightful, amazing time. Um, but that is part of the challenge of living on a boat, right? Because um, Rachel mentioned to me that if she had known it was going to be so rough, she, she probably wouldn't have um, done it. Well, to us, it was very calm. When you live on a boat, it, you know, your tolerance level is very different than a lot of people's. And so um, I realized I have to be really careful with our guests um, and be very uh, proactive about the use of like 
Dramamine and uh, or a scopolamine patch. Because the thing I find is I'm I don't get seasick at all. I mean I can go down below. I I'm in the cabin, you know, cutting up fruit and um, just generally straightening up and doing things while we're underway. And everyone else has to sit up on deck, including my husband, by the way, Captain Nathan, um, always gets slightly seasick. Um, but he knows to wear a scopolamine patch. Um, and Miss Linda also took Dramamine, our liveaboard nanny. Yeah, so it, lesson learned. You know, we got to be, when we have people visiting, we got to remember not everyone has that same disposition that I do as far as not getting seasick. Um, so I'll try better next time to warn them to uh, take something before it's too late. She did have those wristbands. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen them, but it, it just looks like a, like a sweat armband, like when you work out, and it's got a little dot that you place over um, the vein in your, or like the middle of your wrist, and it's supposed to help you with seasickness or morning sickness um, and just general... Um, if you get dizzy or um, have something like that, this they help, but it just wasn't enough for, for Jasmine. What ended up helping her, actually, was that she, at some point, Nathan said, hey, why don't you take the helm and drive? And so she did that, and that helped. She actually wasn't feeling bad when she was at the wheel. And so I think that may be a really important lesson that when somebody is feeling seasick, what happens is you kind of like roll into a ball and just lie there feeling more and more seasick and more and more lousy. So I think that that's the, the lesson to learn from this is A, be proactive when it comes to um, having visitors on board. Let them know that it's better to err on the side of caution and take something, you know, some a seasickness um, pill or, or a scopolamine patch in advance. Because by the way, you can't take it once you're seasick. It doesn't do anything. You have to take it about, I think it's a, either a half hour or an hour before you sail, um, you should take something. But the other thing to learn is that once your mind is engaged with something else, generally you can let go of that seasickness, right? Because it's basically your mind telling you that something's wrong and you're off balance and things aren't right and that makes you feel sick. So when Jasmine was at the helm, she felt much better. She was able, first of all, she's looking at the horizon, which is the first thing you should do if you're feeling seasick. Um, Definitely look out into the distance. Don't look close because if you're looking close to where you are, uh, like at the deck or um, the worst thing, you know, don't read or look at a a computer screen or a phone. Um, You should look in the distance and if you can do something that engages your body and takes you out of your moment of misery that you're in, um, like driving, you know, being at the helm, or even maybe um, curling ropes. Um, that's a thing I think from now on I'm going to just assign that right away for especially the kids that come on board. Um, give them a task to do, and it helps your brain not, um, not focus on the fact that you're feeling queasy, right? Because that just makes it worse. So those are some tips that I think really will help. I wanted to talk about our visitors a bit, and I'm sure Rachel won't mind too much. Uh, it was so delightful to have them here because it reminded me of what we have ahead of us um, when we sail to the islands. 
so they're taking the train up to Orlando because Rachel said, well, you know, I'm here for such a short time. I don't feel like I would be able to get used to driving again, like on the highway at 70 some miles an hour, uh, in such a short period of time, because when they're on their island of Hopetown, they have very few cars, and the way everybody gets around is either a golf cart or a bike, or, you know, maybe skateboard skates, but uh, that, it just made me smile so much, because that is what, one of the things we absolutely adore about the island is it's not such a fast pace. Things are slower. You're not driving 70 miles an hour. You're, um, I remember when I first got to Hopetown and we were trying to figure out, my husband had, had uh, gone back to New Mexico for work because he's a phys- physician and he goes back once a month to work uh, for a week. And that's our bread and butter. That's how we you know pay the bills. And uh, he had gone back to New Mexico, and so the kids and I were trying to figure out how to get around uh, the island. And we didn't have a bike at the time, and we didn't have um, a golf cart, obviously. So somebody said, oh, just hitchhike. And I thought, what? I'm not going to hitchhike. That's crazy. And then I found out what they meant. Everybody on this island knows everybody on this island, and they drive golf carts, and a lot of times it's just one person driving from, you know, to the grocery store from their home or their boat area. And so when they say just hitchhike, you're just hopping on the back of somebody's golf cart, and they're not, like, going really fast, and it's just a golf cart. And you're like, hey, can, can you know, can I catch a ride with you? And almost every time, maybe every time, the people say, oh, of course, hop on. And you just go, uh, you know, sit on the golf cart and, and get to the next destination. So um, it's the only time I've ever hitchhiked in my life. <laughs> but it also was the most wonderful thing because that's how we got to know the community. You start chatting with the people that you um, that give you the ride, right? And, and then next thing you know, you learn the tips of the island and what you need to know and where, you, where the best places are to go. And it's just so, it's just such a different way of thinking. Everybody knows each other. Uh, I remember we saw some of the, the kids running around and we didn't see any adults. And we thought, you know, is anyone watching these kids? What is up with this? And it turned out that everyone is watching the kids because they all know each other. They're all looking out for each other's kids. And uh, the, like everybody in every home is aware of everybody else's kids and they keep an eye on making sure they're safe and fine and, and, you know, following the rules, keeping them in line. And it just reminded me of the principle that it takes a village to raise a child, right? Well, in Hopetown, I felt like that was really, you could see that in a very positive way. So um, having my friend here has just been delightful. I'm sad to see her go, but I'm, I'm happy knowing we're soon going to be heading to, back to the um, island of Hopetown and meeting wonderful people uh, again. The other thing, so one of the, so we're here in, in Riviera Beach uh, at the marina here, um, and it's a great little place. We really like this marina. They've done a great job with it. We're very happy here. But the we really want to sail, obviously. We want to get to the islands. And, and um, we've been struggling with something that 
I don't want to say it's holding us back, but it's definitely changing how we um, move forward with this liveaboard lifestyle. And that is that my daughter, Ahava, is a competitive gymnast. And that means she has to train uh, regularly and she can't just uh, take off and, and miss her training. And, you know, if we sail away, that basically would be the end of her sport. So we decided we would at least stay put here. And she started with a gym here in, in West Palm Beach um, that she really likes and they're pushing her and it's been a, a really great situation um, while we prep the boat because there's a lot of things we still need to do. We need to upgrade the radar system. We need to add, um, inst we just ordered and, and had delivered a water maker, but that needs to be installed. We need to put netting around the um, outside of the boat because when we're underway, we don't want the dog or my son or anybody to fall overboard. Uh, we need to get a system called, it's called spot and you put it on like your ankle and every member of the crew will have one on them, which is basically if you fall overboard, it uh, will locate you um, and it will allow us to go back and find them. Um, and it also sends off a signal and an alarm and alert so that we know if somebody does fall overboard. Um, so lots of things like that. There's a lot of prep work that we still need to do here on the boat. So we figured this during this time, it's, a, it's pretty much a no-brainer that Ahava can keep training until we are ready to sail. So, but then what happens when we are ready to sail? That's the big question, right? Well, talking to Rachel, I start, we started the brainstorming process of how do we keep Ahava able to do her sport and still get at the very least to Hopetown, which is our, you know, our favorite island, um, and then beyond potentially, right? So we started coming up with creative ideas and not, I'm not saying any of them have gelled yet, but it gave me a lot of hope that we're going to figure this out. Um, for starters, Rachel knows uh, a friend who is a, a gymnastics coach in Nassau, so she contacted her to get ideas, and we've talked about potentially having to maybe buy the equipment and bring it over, because there are no gyms in Hopetown at all, um, and maybe continue training uh, remotely um, where this is maybe her home gym here in West Palm Beach, and she competes with them, but trains, continues her training in the Bahamas. So um, I, I'm not saying it's been worked out, but it gives me hope that we are going to work it out. And uh, yeah, so that's what's on my mind today, figuring out, uh, thinking about the islands more, and um, figuring out how to make things happen creatively. A big part of why the girls, I mean, I want to get to Hopetown because I still have dear friends there and I love it. And it's an island we just adore. And it's a great jumping off point for exploring some of the little islands around there. Um, and also a great way for us to kind of get our real sea legs and introduce Miss Linda um, to the, you know, making the crossing and all of the principles of what we need to know when we're underway and crossing the ocean, right? Uh, without making such a huge leap to one of the big, big, um, distant islands. But, uh, it, this, so this is what's on my mind. I'm enjoying thinking about how to get back to the islands and working out all the details, uh, so that we can make this sale happen and turn this, uh, you know, not just live aboard locally, but really 
uh, start the adventure in earnest. So that is what I'm thinking about today on what I like to call New Mexico Castaways. And if you would like to know more about what we're doing, if you have certain specific questions, uh, feel free to send me a note at rlr at newmexicast.com. That's rlr, as for Rosalinda Roman, at newmexicast.com. And thanks for listening. Have a great day, and I'll check in again whenever I need to ramble some more. Bye.